What's up, everybody? I'm uh, sitting here with Craig Blackmore. Um, my man, you are a man of many talents uh, from what I've seen on your website and such. And um, visual arts, photography, you make videos, you even do music. Um, you've got some blog posts in there. You're just doing it all, man. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to start with was on your website, um, I saw at least the link you sent me, there's this like homepage and you had a YouTube video on their homepage and you were talking about like finding yourself and looking inward to then go outward kind of thing. At least that's a gist I got of it. And I'm like more curious on the context of that conversation because I like when I clicked on that and read that, I was like, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued who this person is. I want to know a little bit more about him. I want to know a little bit more about his art style. I want to know, you know, what the life, what life he's living, you know, L-Y-F-E living. So tell me about that video. Tell me about the context of that and inside. I'm a little curious. Now, on that video, was it me talking? Like actually me there? I thought it was, but I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I just have to make sure which one it is. But um, but that video was actually pretty cool because I believe that's the one that was filmed by um, my buddy Leo, who I had met for the first time that day. We were doing a uh, photo shoot in Eastern Market um, about some – a photo shoot for jewelry because I also make jewelry. And, oh, my God. Um, Add it to the list, we people. We shooting for a catalog. <laughs> and um, – during the shoot my partner had filmed outside the window where we were just you know it was a beautiful day and we were out there shooting he managed to look at that video the story like on instagram and he could tell exactly where we were and just showed up and he showed up with his camera and crew and was like yeah i'm doing this project where i just want to talk to creative people and you know tell me about what you're grateful for and um and what you want people to know like how are you feeling what what's going on and at that time i was going through you know huge transformation always going through a transformation i believe that's all your 20s really is i think that's life man right yeah i think think it hits you harder in your 20s but it is life man that's like a continual like transformation and growth like you're just constantly chugging along and like new stuff's coming that's all i look at it yeah and you just gotta you gotta be ready to handle that and um i used to find myself just always going to something else for my problems like mm. i was blaming something else or trying to find a solution somewhere else or just going so far away from myself to when it came to answering questions and fixing problems with my life and um it didn't work it didn't work at all so i what i had to do was i had to shut people out i had to shut places out things out and literally just listen to myself you know there was one point i was working like two jobs making pretty decent money and going to school and i didn't want to do that it was stressful it was stupid you know the money was decent but it wasn't that decent the job titles weren't worth anything and art school in my opinion can be a scam because you know you're, you're going to get a lot of loans that you're not mm-hmm. necessarily going to make back so i didn't want to do any of that and um i switched course education wise and 
did something a little quicker that wasn't like four years for an art degree. It's something a little more specific. I did digital media arts where I learned about video production, you know, podcasting, all these different ways to use your skills professionally. And um, and then I, I had to just listen to myself. I wanted to perform and make music. So instead of being like, how do I get booked? I learned how to throw events and that's what I started doing, throwing my own events and promoting it and featuring other artists and putting myself on the lineup. And it's just, you can do a lot of the stuff you need done. And, um, you know, the answers to a lot of your issues. You know, if you feel really anxious about something, the only person who can really tell you why is you. And it's up to you to handle that, get through that or, you know, beat the obstacles you have and get it done. So um, I always tell people that you control your own reality and you need to remember that first and foremost is that your reality is yours. If you allow something else to control your reality or have influence over that, they're modifying something that's only yours, is, you know, your perception. And um, that's probably where I was headed within that video was uh, telling people that you need to really grasp the fact that you are the controller of this thing. You know? Right, right. You're the center of your own universe in a sense, you know, without getting right. your ego, without letting your ego get too big, you really do and really are the one that's in control and your thoughts become your emotions, your actions and and, and vice versa. Um it's an interesting, you know, I I firmly believe that, especially as of recently, I think look at my life and I'm like, yeah, you know, a lot of my mindsets like really affect how I view X, you know, Y and Z and whatnot. And, um, it's, it's so important. It's something like me on here on the podcast and stuff like that, that, that I really want to preach and get to, to get that point across to people is that like it, it is within you. Like you want something, you can go do it. You're, you know, you got anxiety, like you're saying, you've got depression, like that all is there. It's all very real. I'm not going to negate that. But at the same time, there are things you can do. I'm not, you know, I never want to negate or put down someone that has that. And, um, and there are some that do have it and they have it where they can't fight it. And it's a lot harder for them to fight it, you know, just something chemically and whatnot, chemical imbalance and yeah. everything. But at the end of the day, there are others that might not have that chemical imbalance, but are just stuck in this rut, can't figure it out and just don't know how to get out. And it's like, Hey, it's in you, you know, take that time, chill, you know, get to yourself, meditate, get one with you, figure it out. Like, Cause it's, it's, you will figure it out eventually, you know, one way or another. Yeah. Um, Gotta keep going. Yeah. You do, you do very much got to keep going. It's, it's one of those things of life. It's like, it, it just keeps going. Life will just keep, the world keeps spinning. No matter how hard or how dark the storm is in your own bubble, the rest of the world might be shining rainbows. It's going to keep going. And that's yeah. a very harsh reality. And it's so hard to say, and it's hard to wrap your head around that. Cause you're like, you're in that bubble. You're like, this is horrible. And you just don't know how to get out. But you know, when you get out, you get on those highs and you, you know, you've grown, you've learned something. That's, that's just as important as when you're at those lows, taking that time yeah. to learn yourself and progress. 
makes things better, everything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, but no, I just wanted to start with that because I want to see, get a little bit of your perspective. And is it more so like spirituality with it, or is it just like you've come to terms with like this is it? This is you know, this is the way to live type of thing. Is it? <laughs> I, I can say that spirituality helped get to it. Um, I grew up pretty religious. Uh, I grew up Christian, and um, not just like. Baptist Christian. I went to a Southern Baptist church on Sundays. I wow. was in a private Catholic school Monday through Friday. No and way. Sometimes I would visit an apostolic church that my great grandmother went to. So maybe like once a month I'd be there. So growing up, I got a perspective at like a lot of different angles of Christianity. Yeah. And, you know, eventually I went to, um, I guess like a non-denominational mega church in a way, a church who had prosperity in their motto, you know, which I thought was pretty ironic because prosperity gospel is like this bad thing, you know, you don't do that. And this was just like blatantly that, but <laughs> to, to see like the pastor get in front of all these people and spend hours talking about why you need to give them money so God can give you things. And people would get up there and get on the microphone and give like testimonies of how they give money and they get things. And I'm just like, wow, this is so different than everything I've ever seen that was called church. And that led me down just a path of trying to figure out my own spirituality, trying to understand like Christianity, like the root of it. Like, what is this really about? Buddhism, what is that about? What is Islam about? You know, just learning everything. And it all comes down to your perception. It all comes down to the peace you have within yourself and the peace you surround yourself with. It comes down to what you decide to allow to change your path and the negatives that you allow to, or that randomly sometimes, not that you even allow. Some things just fall into your lap. And that's where you have to know how to handle it, know how to stay calm, know how to stay balanced. Mm -hmm. So you don't just roll off the hill that you've been crawling up or, you know, you got to stay balanced. And yeah, well, yeah, just the stress of everything else helped me kind of figure out this, like on a scale, it's where um, I want to be. It's interesting to me, you brought up the like fact of you've been to a lot of churches. I, it's funny as I also grew up and went to a private school, did church on Sundays, church on Wednesday nights. Like I was very much yeah. in that church life. And it's, to me, it's, you know, the exact thing you said is like, when you got to that church that was like, Hey, give us, give us money. And I, when you're young, you don't think about it. You don't, you know, it doesn't register. Oh, it's offering. Oh. And you just think it's just something they do and it's voluntary and blah, blah, blah. But then when you get older and you actually hear them asking, like straight up asking like, Hey, you know, right. we need this. Like, we need you right now to give. And and granted, there are people that will give regardless. But, like, it is something that hits you different when you hear them asking and, like, explaining, like, hey, you know, we really need this. Or, they're, you know. Right. And, then, and then not only that, I know that with one of the churches I attended, I won't name, I, won't, I don't want to say anything, <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's no one's business. But I know they would ask for money and they were in serious financial trouble and they were like same thing like hammering it down like hey we need this we need we need more money 
but they had made all these financially horrible decisions. And uh, granted, that's horrible. You know, it's horrible in any case, any person, you know, they get in that situation. But when the church is asking, and then you know, like, you hear how much the pastor's making a year, it's like, whoa, what is going right. on? What is going on here? And like, and like, you get into those mega million churches, and the pastors are like millionaires. You're, I'm like, wait, what? He's a I'm he's here. a millionaire. Like, it's mind blowing. It's, and, when, and when it hits you, you're like, I thought, like, I was raised to think like the pastors and and everything were like down to earth and very. They're doing it because they love God, right? Right? They're not. They're not in it for money. Why are they? Why is he a millionaire? Why is he making X amount of money? He's not supposed to care about money. He's his love for God is so strong. And again, I'm not calling them hypocrites because some of them might not be, but something's gotten twisted. It's like, whoa, what's going on? Why is it all about money all of a sudden? It gets very. It's really weird. And when you first see it, you're like, you yeah, like it like light bulb like click. You're like, wait a minute, is this? This is happening right now? Is this like is am I believing in this? Like what's going on? Like you have no idea. Right. You're like what the f-? like it really changes your whole perception of the church technically. I don't want to talk bad about it cuz it is it is something that I grew up with and it was a very big part of my life, but it does like your whole like perception is like what like you just don't know. You get you get lost. You're like what's going on? Yes. People are in it for the money? What I didn't think this was about money. And that's I mean I agree. That's when I started to be like, I got to, I guess some questions. Like, I got, I, got, exactly. I got some questions that I would like to ask somebody. And that's <laughs> how it was. I mean, like the last church I went to, I'm glad it was the last one because I got to see everything up to it. And it was the, the modern mega church and the pastor drove a limo, a very wow. nice limo. And he had bodyguards and the way that he had shiny suits and people would come up and drop money on the altar. It it was just very showy. And it just helped me understand how much power that an individual can have if they take control of their environment on a large scale. This one guy is up here Mm. and he went from putting on an outfit that looks good to now having a building that looks good to having music that sounds good and a common religion that everyone has in common. Everyone gets this language. So this is his environment. He controls it to the point where I can make you come up to my stage and drop your hard earned money at my feet. And it's not even for me. You know, like, that's pretty crazy. Damn. And quite honestly, I went from <laughs> studying religion to studying people like Jim Jones, the cult leader, and David Koresh, and these people, and, and tried to understand, like, okay, these guys were pastors. These guys started off from a religious background, and they took that faith and changed directions mm. that, you know, turned their whole system into something that's ingrained in history forever. You know, something crazy just because this one pastor said, now we're doing this. And everyone was like, okay, you know, and <laughs> it, it's just, All right, you can, yeah. <laughs> the answer is in a lot of what they were saying, which is how they got so many people to follow them is, you know, you need to be pure, but their purity, their definition of purity is different. No, purity you guys have to be pure. I'm, I'm good. 
right, right. <laughs> this is how I'm pure. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you how to you know? do it, and, and I've already been there. I'm above that now. <laughs> right, but um, it's almost if every individual person started their own religion, you know, in a way where it's not them recruiting people, but it's they're the only member of it, and God is whatever they believe God is. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. create their own faith, their own guidelines to reach that balance yeah you know there's um, and, um go ahead yeah, no sorry that's i've that's kind of what i did for myself to stop stressing out and things but i don't that's I, pretty much what we need to do i feel like. i think that i do i believe that that would call it save a lot of problems and you know it's like yeah because you're kind of like accountable for yourself your 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 actions your again your thoughts everything like you're you're really accountable for yourself and it's not that God isn't a bad thing. I don't, you know, I never, never knock anybody for believing what they believe. But in a sense, like when you have that perception of, oh, God will take care of it. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, he, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely guide you. He'll be there, you know, whatever you want, you know, he'll, he'll be around. But like, you ultimately are the one who's doing it. Like it's your decision, whatever it might be. And, and yes, he might help guide you to that. But it, it's like, there's an, a, there's a distinct like separation of like, the self versus you know i'm trying to figure out how to word it best but like like in, for instance like in the christianity bible they don't really talk about l- yourself like they don't talk about learning yourself and being spiritual right. with yourself they talk about all that doing it with god they put it out there with somebody else or some or with god and other than you know um and there's no talk of like the inner self there's some yeah. they talk about good deeds they talk about which is great stuff you know being a good person they do talk about all that which is phenomenal but they don't really talk about like you, like learning you and being, you know, figuring yourself out and all that stuff. It's some, it's interesting that they don't talk about that stuff. It really is to me. It is. It is interesting. And it's like a lot of the Bible, the Bible is really amazing because it can be taught in a way to create a captive market or to create an empowered market, you know, mm-hmm. to have people who either will never run away, they'll never cross the line or people who are taught to cross that line in faith or in power, you know, like it can literally be taught each way. And um, it's almost like a lot of the Bible, it tells you directly what not to do, but then it gives you theoretical situations of what you should be doing or how you should be feeling. And just in a lot of cases, you know, some of the advice that like God or angels or whoever gives direct people in the bible a lot of people take that advice personally but a lot of things like the beatitudes the ten commandments a commandment is like don't do this don't do that but then the beatitudes are more like theories of if you're meek then you inherit the earth and it's so the the uplifting aspect is kind of a oh what if i was like this versus like don't cross the line right or, right you know and um and i I could see how one church teach their members to like leave and go be good and be amazing and break boundaries and how another church says like leave but make sure you keep your hand over here and don't go too far and you know lock your doors and, yeah you know stuff like it could that. be a little bit of empowering or fear-based it's like which one you know, right. would you go either way you're they're terrified exactly. you're going to hell or you're doing your best to be like, the best person so you don't you know like it's it's yeah mm. it's interesting i never thought of it that way that's really that's yeah. that's, that's, that's cool that's really that's really interesting to look at it that way 
Um, I also find it interesting. Don't quote me on the exact book that it's called. There's a book of. It's it's not in the Bible. It's hmm, book of Timothy. Book of. It's anyways. There's just someone can find it and they can write in and tell me what it is because I forget the name. But there's this book of the Bible that or book of about Jesus that isn't in the Bible, but it's been it was found and. It's this, they they found, I don't know if you know that, they found a couple like Dead Sea Scrolls and other stuff. Yeah. That they found these other books that have some type of writing about that it's inherently goes along with the Bible, either in the New or Old Testament. But there's one in particular where it's just not in the Bible, but it is a book that's out there. And um, I learned about it in one of my religious classes where it talks about Jesus as more of a prophet and as somebody who came... and. I, and not that he wasn't the Messiah, but like they quoted him more so saying spiritual stuff. Like the book talked about him saying like the answers are within you, like almost like a Buddhist type monk. Like he came over and was talking a lot about how like these answers are within you. There's the self is the most, you know, most important thing. Now, granted, he still had those teachings about being a good person and everything and leading with it by example. But at the end of the day, it was like, God is within you type of thing. And it's an interesting book. Um, I don't, I'm so pissed I cannot remember the name right now. But um, it's an interesting book, and it's just not, you know, it's not in the Bible. It's on its own, and it's, but it's, right. no, but it's out there. Like, it is there. Like, it's not a, I'm not making this up. I learned about it in my right. class. Like, we had to write a report on it and everything. Like, it's crazy. But it's just interesting how, to me, how that particular book just isn't, ever mentioned <laughs> it's not there. that you know the bible uh, like calf the catholic bible looks different than the standard like king james bible there's more books there's different books in these different kinds of bibles and got like the book of mormons mormons are christian but the book of mormons a whole different situation and it's there's a lot to it you know i've, I've read things about okay so like one of the things that always kind of kept a question mark over my head in with like uh jesus was oh wait did i did i leave you here oh, okay cool I thought i'm still here sorry there. i'm actually trying to All figure right. out this book of the bible it's called uh, I, I do want to cut you off but i did find remember the name it's not the book of thomas it's the gospel of thomas that's what it is uh, uh it's, okay. it's super interesting i had to look it up real quick i can't we were talking about this earlier, so I'm sorry for those that are listening and those viewing on YouTube. I can't pull up the something's wrong with the Google screen. Otherwise, I'd share it. We could see it, but it's not working tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that book out. Yeah, write that down. Gospel of Thomas. It's very interesting. Um, we had to read it. I don't remember exactly what it is. I don't remember everything in it, but um, it's 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 not part of the Bible, but it was found in Egypt and dug up, and it's got these teachings and stuff. But it's just not. It's not part of the Bible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard of things like the Book of Enoch, which isn't part of the Bible, but it's part of the Bible. You know, like mm -hmm. it's a part of that the writing. Right, like the but... teachings fall into it, but it's like yeah, they were like, oh, let's just and... take this part out and like put it in. Right. And maybe not the and other then part. I've heard of things <laughs> like uh, like Jesus be Jesus actually didn't die uh, on the cross that he survived you know and the resurrection was him recovering and he escaped right and lived out the rest of his life as uh saint isa i think the name was interesting i have not heard um that one. and 
I got to that because my I had always had this question of what did Jesus do from age 13 to 30? You know, like there is you hear about his birth and then you hear about his adult life in the Bible. And there's not very much talk of what goes on yeah. through, you know, his teens and 20s. And um, that led me down a path where I read things about him actually going to learn to be a monk like going to asia to train as a monk and study under monks hmm. and came back with the same ideology which was sacrilegious to the uh jews see now that would fall and, perfectly into place with the gospel of thomas like it's exactly like see yeah so that's, that's what I, I heard about <laughs> that and you know and i'm like that kind of makes sense because a lot of what jesus talked about like i said the bible old testament god's like don't do this don't do that and jesus was very you know um what's the word philosophical exactly yes yes yeah and yeah. he's like be peaceful and be this and be that and you know you see jesus portraits posed the same way as you see Asian gods and, you know, in different religions. So I am more inclined to kind of believe that story that he trained to be a monk, came back with those ideologies that was against the government. They went after him. He survived and fled, you know, mm, but, um, interesting. This is right. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to write that movie. Let me, <laughs> yeah, even, let's something. just get the movie. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Even if it's but, not um, real, even if it's not true, whatever, we get lost flack it's for an, it. I'm it's in. just an idea, you know, <laughs> and that's a part of, that's just, a part of controlling just reality. Out. It's just an idea. Ideas. We're just going to push it out there. <laughs> Yeah. Let you guys run Somebody with it. it. Think about it a little bit. If the church gets really mad, maybe there's something there. I don't know. <laughs> right. Netflix, we know you like controversy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, well, we've got super up topic there from your artwork and stuff. But, dude, that was awesome. Um, let's let's swing back. Let's bring it in a little bit and talk about your work and stuff like that. Because that's what this is about. Talk about uh, your work. <laughs> Sorry, that was too funny. That Netflix <laughs> picked it up. Um, well, I want to say is you have you have very unique and interesting style of visual arts that I've seen on your web through your website and some that are on your Instagram. And I want to say I'm I want to start with I'm curious as to how you draw them and where so you get like your inspiration for them okay um growing up i've always liked bad guys in tv shows okay and it's not because they're bad guys but it's because they're more complex than the superhero typically like when you look at the riddler joker joker, or like joker was the first you know, one that came to they're mind more, way more complex they than are. how they approach life yeah oh yeah then anybody else which is how they get by and i feel oh. like that is well i know that's what's needed to to tell people how to understand themselves and to tell people which way which way to go that's why religion's so complex that's why government's so complex that's why advertising marketing is so complex mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot to really know how the mind works and get to it in the right way you know everyone can just say you know, buy this brand lighter. It's cool. That doesn't yeah. work. But if you make people think it's cool by seeing a celebrity use it, 
bam, mm-hmm. off the shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. the same way with art. And like you can make propaganda posters that says, you know, vote for cottage cheese as the national <laughs> food. Cool. That's all right. Cottage that might cheese. work if people like cottage cheese, you know? <laughs> or you can create some type of weird interactive experiment right. that people play voluntarily that makes them really love cottage cheese right. by the time they're done. Like a cottage cheese fight, not a snowball fight. Right. And then they're like, man, I love cottage cheese. So when they see the stupid sign that says vote cottage cheese, they're like, you know what? I'm going to vote that because crazy time I had with cottage cheese the other night, you know? So with art, that's how I want to talk to people. You know, I used to post statuses talking about, you know, stop being stupid and nobody would really pay attention to that. But when I make an art uh, animation of a 3D thing coming out of the ground saying, use your brain share 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 you know people love that they're like right. oh my goodness this guy's telling me to stop being stupid but it's not me telling them and it's not my face it's not me directly it's this cool thing that they like telling them yeah. and um that is my that's why i love creating really is because it's easier for me to translate ideas to people when i can do it like that versus uh you know just trying to tell people you know i can yell things all the time all you got to do is cover your ears and it's gone but if i sing it and create an animation of it and you know produce it in other people's music and you know put it in my logo so whenever you see me advertised there it is right then guess what one day you're gonna love me and or one day you're gonna love the idea and that's why i like to create um like really weird cryptic things so when i create a piece i like to sit there and kind of think of an idea i want to give people but i don't want it to be too forward and gotcha um, you like that hidden message appeal of art right it's hidden but not really you know it's it's uh, that's not hidden correct hidden's not the word it's subtle it's very yeah it's, a, it's like exactly. a slight nudge in the direction you're trying to push them you're you're right. giving them you're giving them like the legos and then they get to build what they want to build with them exactly it's like subliminal and but not so much sub you know it's really right there because see okay i used i made a song when i was like maybe 18 called subliminal survival and it was me rapping about just like how a lot of people love this kind of music because it played everywhere they were, you know, and it's yeah. just, you know, just really loose wordplay song about subliminals. But the chorus was a beat with me yelling over a megaphone to buy Blackmore CD. You know, it's kind of like subliminal, but in your face. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with the concept of, you know, like, how disney star wars is selling you toys or you know like just things that are usually hidden i'd like it to be obvious you know like oh the world's burning down by this tree (laughs) on fire you know something like that that's so much more fun to me you know why care when you can just own a piece of the turmoil you know Mm, and um that's that's how people seem to treat things so that's how i want to create things for them if i want people to think about something 
I'll kind of be like, think about this, but like this, you know, like one piece I made recently was pretty simple. It's just like a little a female character on her computer in a room surrounded by gold bricks and stuff. Yeah. But the image is called my wallet and I'm just trying to spread awareness of crypto and how crypto investing can make you some money. So the whole idea is she's a crypto trader oh. physically inside of her wallet, you know, simple stuff like that. And that's, that's how I like to think when I'm creating things. Sometimes I just throw something out there and it's just like, blah, this is how I feel right now. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm trying to say something, maybe not seriously. So with that crypto painting, I, which I saw it, she's in a room, she's on her computer, walls around it, kind of zooms in, kind of zooms back out. Yeah. It's a really interesting piece. So you're, you call that in, what was it called again? I'm sorry. In virtual what wallet. The, what was it called? Yeah, the, the crypto piece, wallets. Crypto the, wallet. That that piece was called "Welcome to My Wallet." Welcome to my wallet. And um, and so yeah. you're using that piece to sub, like, put out there about crypto investment. Yeah, because okay. that's how it feels. To be quite honest, when you're doing crypto and you're trading and you're looking for new things to get into, and yeah. you're literally just sitting there like this all day clicking and looking at stuff and reading and watching things and learning about things but as you're doing this you're just scooping some cash in here putting some there <laughs> scooping some, you know if you do investments right then yeah, you yeah. might have no, stumbled I've got on a little, honey i've got a little bitcoin a little ethereum going a little bit what we're talking about not crazy but it, it turns into that it's like you know you're just clicking on a site and then one day you get a notification that hey that site you signed up for just looking around a month ago it's doing great here's some free money that's you know wild. and that's, that's, <laughs> that's crypto man at least that's crypto this year i'm like what this is stupid but um <laughs> That's why I created this this image is because I talk to a lot of artists and all these artists are just like, man, I need, I need work. It's 2020. I need some work. Nobody's mm -hmm. doing anything. And crypto and, and stocks is a different story. But crypto's out here creating just new avenues to earn creatively or just by learning. You know, like so Coinbase gives you cash for reading tutorials and that's what that piece is for. You're just sitting there like this. Coinbase gives you money for just reading tutorials? Yeah, like when a new coin, what? they start giving you a new coin. Like every few months or Hold so, up. they start listing a new coin. And when you go on there, there's something called like learning, a learning tab or something. You click right. on that. I'm looking right now. <laughs> Hold yeah, on. check it out. Because um, that's how I learned about like Tezos and um, EOS. I learned about all that from these little Coinbase tutorials that give you like three or four coins just for learning about staking or whatever. And before you know it, this coin takes off and you made a few bucks here and there. Interesting. I did not know that part about Coinbase. Right? People huh. are like, what's so good about crypto? I'm like, literally that. It's They just give you coins for activity and it just so happens it's worth something you know i did not know that. <laughs> yeah that's wild i mean all right cool so this would bring me into the we were talking about this before we got on you mentioned this crypto art is that involving mm -hmm. what we were just talking about yeah like i'm a definitely. little so i'm a little confused on exactly what 
you call it crypto art. I've never I've never heard of the phrase crypto art, so I'm intrigued. I do not know what it means though. So kind of like walk me through like what exactly is this crypto art you're you're talking about? Okay, so crypto art is art that is sold for uh, cryptocurrency, basically. Um, Who'd have known? What known. It, they're called NFTs. Like, okay, so first of all, we got Bitcoin, you got Ethereum, and then you have all these other coins. I don't really think about them too much. Bitcoin <laughs> and Ethereum are my favorite. The main two. That's right. But um, pump, pump, pump it up. Sorry, go ahead. Right. That shit was moving <laughs> the other day. Ethereum. That was moving. Anyway, let's get in. Let's get in. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> Ethereum is so much more than just a currency. Okay. It's a network with smart contracts and all that stuff. And okay. D apps, decentralized apps, which are like websites that you go on that require you to link your wallet to use. And that's how you sign in. You sign in with your Ethereum wallet. And um, that's how you could visit a site six months ago and wake up to some cash the next day because they have you on the blockchain as a person who visited and connected your wallet. And um, Ethereum's full of that. Like there's VR worlds in Ethereum that you can go into like CryptoVoxel or Decentraland and visit galleries and attractions and things that are owned by people who paid money or paid ethereum for that block of land and they can resell it just like real estate and something that could have started off as a couple hundred dollars can become ten thousand dollars really quick if they bring value to it just like in real estate and once i learned about that and that the whole okay so the main thing that they want in these lands are art is art you know you need art and that's a really big investment tool in crypto. And what you do is you create something called NFTs. NFTs are non-fungible tokens that can't be uh, traded as cash, but they can be traded for cash. And once you create a token, it's yours. It's always going to link back to you, just like if you created your own cryptocurrency. And... Uh, you take a piece of art and you can mint it on the Ethereum network as a token what? with that image. That image is the token. Okay. And that is the NFT. That's crypto art now at this point. Somebody sees the artwork and they're like, I like it. They'll pay your price or bid on it, auction it. Once they do that, everyone else sees it. Everyone else who's on the platform because it's on an open blockchain. You can see every transaction. They see that someone just bought art from someone for a few hundred bucks. Let's check it out. Because the thing is, you buy that art, once it's all gone, you can now resell it at more price, at a higher price, and everyone gets a percentage because it's on the blockchain. Everyone, you know, the creator gets a percentage, you get a percentage. And in some cases, you can even do affiliate links where you can get a percentage for promoting other people's art. Wow. It's nuts. It's, it's like I a am mall. I'm blown you know? away right now. By right. The fact that you can uh, do that with crypto art. I did not know that was right. a thing. Holy crap. It's the perfect way to monetize digital art, you know, animations. You make an animation, you think no one's really going to ever have this hanging on their wall, at least in the next few years. Right. But in crypto art, there's VR worlds that you can go chill in with people where they can have their animations on loop in their, in their walls. 
and on the wall and things like that. It's really cool. I have never. I did not know that was a thing. I'm blown away. I'm my mind is trying to wrap itself around the concept of crypto Dude. art. This, and then what the fact that you just blew my mind with saying there's this Ethereum world where people are buying essentially real estate to dumb it down, but it's internet real estate. It's Ethereum real estate, and in, right. a, in, a, in an Ethereum world, and you're buying real estate. That's basically the way I look at it. It's infinite because it's internet. As long as the internet's there, it can just keep going. So there's just unlimited right. amounts of land, but you have to bring value to it, and you make money from it, the value you bring. And I'm like, okay, how can I make my podcast go on Ethereum? I have no idea. But exactly, now, but now right? I'm wondering. Now I'm wondering how. And <laughs> so yes. I have no idea. I'm lost. I don't know nothing about that world. You've blown my mind with that. I don't. I don't know if there's any other way, any more explained to do with it. I'm just like I like I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's something you just get lost in, man. So and you got to be careful because it's so new. There's new ideas coming out. You don't want to invest in a bad one. Right. But there's some that have established themselves, and they're gonna be there for a while, and they're making money and giving it back out. So what are you? Because go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no. I mean, it's, I'm just saying in this world, it's kind of weird because you know how the Internet is. You play games. People are generally friendly and mm -hmm. you know, they give gifts and they give likes and all that stuff. It's the same way in Ethereum. You might just get some free art that could be worth something just because you are friendly to a person or people are like, hey, have you heard about this? Go there now and you could end up getting some like an airdrop of some cash because everyone's going to get it why not share it you know oh, and when you share it it depends on the platform you're on it's noticed by other people and you want to attract attention if you're selling things so what are you doing with it what type of art are you doing art for other people you're putting your own art you've got your own like gallery sort of right something like that right 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 kind of okay all right okay. so since lockdown since everything locked down i um really got into a i really got into crypto even more but i also got into vr and uh burning man did a virtual version a virtual brc vr is what they called it yeah. um in alt space which is owned by microsoft and i was one of the designers for one of the camps virtual environments so when i did that i actually i went out i bought an oculus and I just got in this world of VR and I'm just like, this is just insane. It's a whole world. You can just play in this space and you're really just in your room. Um, crypto art, I had learned about a little bit before Burning Man, but um, all I knew about was two platforms. Now I know a little bit more, but I still only use three platforms, but I was trying to figure out because it, it hadn't blown up yet. Like, mm -hmm. it was still a thing. A lot of people knew about it. But it recently just blew up, like, a month ago to where now there's scammers in weird ways. There's people just uploading whatever. It's saturated. And some some of the marketplaces are exclusive where you have to apply and get accepted. But okay. some are just open and you get all kind of crap. But it's not bad. And... um before it had blew up, I had connected with some folks from other countries and we had got on Zoom calls and they were explaining how the industry is working so far, like what this is, what it's for. It's for virtual spaces, showing me the real estate that you can go in these places and what they do is they'll code a single space on a block that's limited. They create the scarcity, they sell it, inflate the value and then 
you know, one day they may open some more land. Maybe not. Who knows? And um, and just the idea that it's like a sandbox that you get paid to play with. You know, you like create art, throw it up there and see what happens to it. Yeah. It's digital. It's small. It's not big enough to print. This is a GIF image. So if I can make five bucks, let's see. So I threw some stuff up there and sold it. And I was like, all right, that's awesome. Let's try it again. More money. I, you know, raised the price on it. Sold it. I'm like, all right, this is getting kind of stupid. I'm just making these things and throwing it up there. It's kind of easy. Damn. Um, but the thing is, the my art's pretty good. So a lot of people were attracted to that versus things that it yeah. wasn't. It, it's it, not that easy. Like I said, it's a very unique style. So I could see where it has some attraction to people. Like, like right. It's like it's interesting. You see it and I'm like, huh. And I like look at it a little bit more and I'm like, huh, yeah. And like, oh, look at that. I didn't see that the first time. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's perfect for a, a digital wall. It really and, is. Like literally it's perfect for digital. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and that that attracted me right there because I'm like I finally because I I like Instagram but I also hate Instagram. You know, I feel like everyone kind of deals with that. It's a love hate. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, why am I uploading all this dope stuff to Instagram for it to just sit there and help Instagram? Like that's all it's helping is Instagram after it gets its like for the day. But um, with uh, crypto, it now makes a little more sense to create art every day and upload it. And it, it makes more sense because appreciation is showed with uh, cash that they could have just gotten for free. You know, like mm -hmm. someone is, is coming for on some of these platforms like Rarible, you get a Rari drop, which is their currency. You can collect your Rari, go cash it out. Now you have free spending money, which they're hoping you spend on their platform. Yeah. You know, it creates that market. <laughs> right. And, um, and that helps artists sell art that helps them make their percentage and more people then get the distribution off the top in Rari. And that's decentralization. That's what attracted me to this idea. So what I'm doing is I'm creating art that, uh, that is kind of now I'm stepping a little bit away from trying to reprogram people with art. You know? Right. And I'm moving more into the direction of trying to, uh, get people to come into my world, my virtual world, because I want to create VR experiences. And this just gave me a way to monetize it. This just gave me a product to sell it all of my experiences that I don't physically have to ship out, that I don't have to manage the inventory. And I don't have to worry about anything that happens to it after I sell it. Yeah. It's yeah. visible, you know? It's and, um crazy. That's just, it's, it's like a whole like I mean, obviously we know with the internet like that's how you know people can do their own businesses with the internet and everything. But like the fact that you could, what you're doing is having your business on the internet with all your inventory on the internet, and it's selling itself and selling through, and you just have to make a new one and everything's on the computer. You don't you just make a new art, upload it. I'm assuming I'm not sure how it works. So I could be wrong. And you're uploading it into the Ethereum network and then you're putting it in your own showcase and then you're, or you're selling it to somebody else's so it goes yeah. on display. And that's just wild to me that that is there and evolving and exploding. It's like its own little renaissance that's unknown to the rest of the world but it's in the internet world it's there it's happening it's it's it, it's, it's, right. it's crazy it's crazy to me it's wild so do you have your own 
crypto property gallery like what what i don't know what to call it sorry you know again i don't know what to call it but like, do you have it's your called a, a parcel i think that's okay what so it, do you yeah. have your own parcel in the uh, of your own work and stuff that you are trying to bring people to no actually my approach what i'm trying to do is instead of buying a parcel because okay. i feel like you know collectors should be collectors and artists should be, be artists. artists okay so Ooh, okay maybe i'll get a parcel eventually but right now i am using some parcels from a couple of groups that i'm a part of and um one of these parcels is this new group called uh, one off that they came in to a new piece of land that had just opened in crypto voxel and bought like thousands of dollars worth of space and they're picking artists to work with and give like residency to in these different spaces interesting so i have a space there it's mm -hmm. in the crypto voxel tokyo and um i'm gonna start building that up tomorrow night and that will eventually be a gallery of some of my artwork and everything there because it's all in the ethereum network every time i sell something i'm, I'm having them listed as one of the uh what's it called the um affiliates so they get a percentage of sales no one has to do the accounting the blockchain does it automatically and distributes the cash instantly. so how does it so, work selling wise and this is just me being stupid and not understanding and trying to comprehend this when you put a piece of art on the parcel someone buys it does it leave the parcel like how does this work no it stays it's just everything just someone else it goes back, someone else internetly owns it and anyone can view it, but no one owns that piece of intellectual property. The ownership is what you're paying for. Mm. The ownership is the value. The okay. fact that, like, imagine if um, you you see all the time on the internet these random 3D loops and animations. Yeah. Imagine if you see one going viral, you know, a million hits. Right. And you are the owner of that piece in Ethereum now. Like, you um, bought it when it wasn't anything, but right. it's viral now. And you're like, oh, shit. I have it on a market where I can sell this popularity. I'm going to jump the price up and sell it right now because everyone's seeing it. You just made a piece. Okay. It's like a stock. Yeah. That artist yeah. just did well. And you own a piece of that artist in a digital marketplace. So your stock is up, sell. And that's it's the opportunity for an art collector with 50 bucks to their name to get a piece of potential like a new Picasso. Interesting. Because digital art is where it's absolutely crazy to me. The museums are who's behind. They don't know how to right. hang and sell this stuff yet. They figured the uh, blockchain has figured it out. So when the museums finally realize, like, okay, I'm going to sell this 30 second cartoon, can, you know, like the blockchain's already figured out how to do that. Gotcha. W what's going to stop them from, like, the museums are going to have to come to Ethereum yeah. in order to catch up with Ethereum. They might have their mm. own thing, but, you know, there's something going on, which is more reason why you should go buy Ethereum. But um, <laughs> I'm buying more <laughs> tomorrow. Let's go. Right? <laughs> Pump that but, prices. Um, let's go. Um, but that's, yeah, that's what I'm putting art out there, just trying different types of art. And yeah. um, eventually I'll have virtual space. I want to build kind of a mall that yeah. you can access from my website. And just go to different places, and now, even on your phone. Would you get money for people visiting or just buying? No, but there's ways you can get money for people visiting okay. if you sell tickets. 
you can sell NFT tickets that they purchase, and then they now have the code or whatever to get in. Ah, but um, so free at yeah, first, no. and then sell your free at first, selling your artwork, and then tickets down the line. I see. I see that. I see yeah. that be a way it gets you some residual income and just sitting back, happy all happy all day, stretching out, uh, drinking hand, exactly. You know, chilling. That's you just dude, that is it. super super interesting, man. Um, wow, that's. Absolutely fucking crazy. Um, I want to ask this before we get going, because uh, I hate to say this, I'm pressed a little bit on time here, but what what is your favorite art form that you do? Because you do do a lot. You do the videos, you do the photography, you do music, and you do the visual arts. And I know that's probably a tough, tough question to even answer. And if you can't, I understand. But what would you say is your favorite? Which, which, which one would it be? Oh, man. Um, how, about I have your, to say... how about your favorite to indulge in yourself and your favorite to create i like the visual arts the 3d and the glitch art now is that to create uh, or to indulge yourself when i say indulge i mean like view oh both so it's number one across the board yeah like i i create these things i put them on my phone and i almost stare at them i'm like whoa that's pretty (laughs) vibrant you know (laughs) but but yeah Um, i i 3d and glitch and has had me for the longest glitch for sure i've been glitching for a long time but God. 3d the ability to just be like i'm gonna do that but virtually you know i'm gonna build a building i want to do that you know now it's i so cool. look at this from the music festival side of things because i do love music festivals that's a lot of what my page is me just enjoying music festivals have you ever thought about being a visual artist like a vj for djs stuff like that where you're making visuals that are behind them Oh yeah, definitely. I'm actually oh, trying yeah. to get into that now. Like I bought a projector and I bought my equipment. So now, I mean, this year sucked, but it kind of gave a lot of people to catch up to Dude, some things. There's always a bright and, side. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. I'm ready for when it opens back up. I'm like, let's go. I'm going to do some VJ and stuff, you know, I'm working on new music. So I've always liked festivals too. And I've always liked the uh, one reason I like photography is being able to cover it behind the scenes. So I always love that environment, working with other artists and putting on shows. So yeah, definitely. I want to get in. That's know. crazy, man. Hey, well, I do hate to say that I am pressed for time, unfortunately. I have uh, another podcast right after this, and I they're, they're getting stacked. So I got to get going here, unfortunately. Um, bro, this was crazy. I have so much more I actually want to talk about, and we didn't get to talk about. So hopefully we can reschedule another one if you're okay with that, because there is I'm so, I have so many questions right now. I have so much more I want to ask and talk about. And not only that, there's other things within your art and stuff. We just didn't get to talk about that. I did want to talk about, and I, I'm sorry about that, but I was enjoying the conversation we were having about everything else. It's been great. It was great. Um, yeah. Dude, um, plug in your Instagram and Twitter real quick. Give the people, you know, so they can come check you out at least. Oh, all right. On Instagram and Twitter, I am at Sir Blackmore, S-I-R Blackmore with two O's. Awesome. Um, and on Facebook, I'm Facebook slash Sir Blackmore. My website, cblackmore.com. And I'll make sure to put his uh, website link into the podcast description so you guys can check that out. I'm sure you can get his socials from there as well. Um, anyways, dude, I had a blast doing this. Thank you so much Same for coming here. on. Hope you can come on again, okay? Most definitely. Thanks for having me. Peace.